Have you ever misplaced your hope? Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. And my name is Julie Adams. I'm your host today, and I am joined by Pastor Renee Kivit. Welcome, Pastor Renee. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you here. Yes, on this uh, day after Palm Sunday, Holy Week, we usually refer to it as, which is always uh, a special week. It is a special week, Busy. isn't it? Yes. Activities and things to help us think about Jesus and focus and yeah. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I have um, I have such great memories of Palm Sunday as a child. Mm-hmm. Of um, we always used to do a palm processional yeah. like we did yesterday, and yep. we wave our little <laughs> palm branches, and yeah. that brings back such great memories mm-hmm. for me. Of uh, it helps create the excitement, right? Yeah. The beginning of Holy Week, uh, down to Good Friday, which is so somber and quiet, yeah. but to experience that variety of emotion of the excitement of Jesus coming. Yeah, I think it's great for kids. They can totally tangibly get a hold of that. Yeah. yeah which is awesome. That's a great way mm-hmm. to involve them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Palm Sunday, um, what is Palm Sunday? Can you give us just a quick... Yeah. So we call it Palm Sunday. I mean, basically what was happening was Jerusalem was um, filled with people. And, um, you know, usually the, they said the population was about 40,000, sorry. And mm-hmm. then about six times that amount of people, 240,000 people would swell into the city for the festival of unleavened bread, which then would end in Passover. So families are together. People are coming together for this big celebration. If you kind of think of like Christmas or Thanksgiving, where we gather together mm-hmm. as families and uh, the Jewish people gathered and celebrated festivals like crazy. That was just part of their culture and tradition. And so they're all gathering in a city. There's just lots of excitement in the air. And Jesus had just, uh, uh, risen, raw, raw, oh my word, brought Lazarus back to life. Yes. <laughs> Heroes is what I was trying to say. And um, so there's just lots of excitement around this miracle. And then Jesus comes into the city and people are just so excited that Jesus is here. They've yeah. they've just been waiting for him and longing for him in such deep and 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 really for years and years. And so they're just they're full of excitement. And so they're they want to sort of make a you know we lay out the red carpet for someone. Yeah. Um, they kind of that was like the first red carpet. And yeah. so they they took palm branches off trees and laid them on the ground and laid their coats on the ground to make um, almost like a red carpet. If you think about mm-hmm. it that way for the Jesus and the donkey to walk on. So his even the feet of the donkey wouldn't have gotten dirty. This is yeah. a beautiful act of um, celebration and honor, um, honoring Jesus in that way. So mm-hmm. it was nice. just very, very celebratory. At the same time, you know, um, we know what's coming up next. And for the people that yeah. were celebrating on that day, it was just about celebration. Yeah, you know, um, it wasn't about what was hap- what's going to happen on Friday. Yeah, well, because <laughs> you know? they didn't know. Could you imagine? Oh, mm. you know, I hadn't thought of that I mean, they before. Knew, they they wouldn't have known the timeline. They knew from prophecies, sure, yes. that Jesus would die, but but not probably in the in the same way we understand the timeline now. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's neat. Mm-hmm. Wow. So Jesus came in, and people were excited. Yes. And, like, what was their expectation from him? Yeah. So I think that's where we kind of got this title of like misplaced hope where where mm-hmm. we're where we're hoping and like i said the prophecies were available to uh, the israelites the jewish people <clears throat> and they told the they foretold what jesus would be like when he was mm-hmm. born even so like in isaiah you know for unto us a child is born and mm-hmm. you know, we talk about those verses at christmas but 
um, verse 7, it, you know, his government, the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne um, and over his kingdom, establishing it, upholding it with justice and righteousness. So they were just, they were anticipating an earthly king who was going to come and essentially solve all of their problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just yeah. going to, he was going to blast out all the enemies. The Romans would be gone. There would be no enemies because he would be this king who would save them um, from everything. And so their, their expectation for Jesus was tangible. Mm-hmm. It was physical. Um, it was a change in government, a change, a, like a shift in culture toward them, not against them yeah. um, as a nation. And uh, Jesus came in, and that's not exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's not exactly what happened. So they, were they not, they weren't expecting him to die then? They were expecting him to die eventually? They knew, Is that... they, the prophecies would have foretold, like they yeah. would have known that Jesus was going to die. But I think when they read messiah and savior of the world even you know in luke 2 we the birth of jesus it is announced that he is going to save the world yeah and so we have all this like we have got all the background so sometimes i think well that's so silly like of course jesus isn't going to save the world just but but that's because we can see sort of the full picture um but for the israelites to um to just hear he's he's going to be the messiah he's going to be the savior of the world um what did it look like to be saved? Well, what do we need to be saved from? We need to be saved from the Romans. Yeah. <laughs> they're oppressing us. They, um, they're harming us. We, we are under their rule. And so to be saved from that. Be to be know, liberated. To, or to yeah, be, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hmm. And so I think they um, really were focused on the earthly. Yes. Like the physical things that they uh, would be saved from. And really, I think they were disappointed in Jesus. Yeah. Because um, he didn't come how they thought he would, you know? So the prophecy almost seems, I don't know, misleading, but maybe a little misleading. Yeah, I think part of it is just the supernatural power of Jesus is sometimes, yeah. like my brain can only get a little bit. Yes. I, can, I mean, as much as I can get. Um, and maybe I'm not the smartest person, but like, you know, we can only imagine yeah. so much. And I think when we are in hard physical circumstances, we, we see the answer in a physical way. Like, I need a new job. I need a new this. I'm, I, you know, I'm hopeful that this will change. I'm hopeful mm-hmm. that this will change. Because that one thing is going to suddenly... Snowball into changing, changing everything, everything in my life, yeah. right? So really, that's just a, a, human, <laughs> a humanly wrong thing. Yes. Um, and so for them to, yeah, to think that way, I think would have been normal. And I think, goodness, I think I'm like that all the time yeah like if this would just change like I'm I'm hoping for a new you know I've you know I've heard my kids other team I'm hoping for a new teacher next semester because this teacher's uh, yep. this you know I'm hoping and then like as if all of a sudden this new teacher everything will change in your whole life because of this one thing yeah or you know people say I'm hoping for a new job because this job is blah 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 and, mm-hmm. and if, in fact in every job you go to there will be hard things so when we're hoping for this next the next thing that's going to like fix everything yeah we just, it's impossible to find. There is not such a thing. Or yeah. like people playing the lottery and hoping to win a million as if that million dollars is going to solve all of the problems. And the problem with that is our, we've, we've lost focus on what is actually going to solve the problems because yeah. we want them solved now. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. And, and we're not thinking 
eternal. We're not thinking heavenly long term. We're thinking we don't like what's happening right now. We want to fix that. We want it to be better. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping for something to change right now. Yeah. Um, And Jesus comes to change our everything. Mm -hmm. And yes, things do, you know, the things I'm hoping for or praying for right now on earth. Yes. There is some change in those things. And I'm not saying we shouldn't hope for anything. Like we shouldn't hope for someone's suffering Dan. Yes, we should hope for those of things. Of course, but yeah. It can't just be this physical hope in the here and now. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the our our long-term hope has to be what pulls us through. Um, because when we misplace our hope then we're disappointed and we just our expectations are dashed and we're like, well then this is all from loss. Like, yeah. What's the point of Jesus if he isn't just going to come and solve all my problems? You know, yes. but because we think it's just going to be this physical, although I'm pretty sure I've said that before, but yes. <laughs> in a desperate state of, you know, frustration. And so mm-hmm. just thinking more about what it means to be focused on not just the earthly, not just the temporary, because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel temporary to us. No, it doesn't. It feels, especially Long. when you're going through mm-hmm. a hard or a difficult, mm-hmm. like you said, a difficult teacher or you're yeah. at school no offense to teachers but no this no is no just, you know just, sure that would maybe a, a season maybe problem. you yeah. know it's a bit of a season mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know oh yeah this will change and then it'll be right yeah, i know what you're saying it's easy to hope in this yeah mm-hmm. and really you know the question from the message yesterday is like you know where where is our hope where should it be yeah um and then and, and in fact it shouldn't just be this little bit of hope like we often talk about thriving. Like we should, we we can thrive because of Jesus. Yeah. I don't mean like success, money, wealth, power. Thrive is a very when I say that. Yeah. I mean thrive because we know eternally where our hope is, right? Um, which is just a. It's harder to hold on to that notion. It's it's not tangible. Um, so it's sometimes I think it feels a little elusive. Yes, it's it a does. A little bit more elusive, but. Um, is it elusive? No then how do we get there? Yeah. So I think it is re, it's refocusing. Yeah. It is establishing and understanding the truth of where our hope actually lies. Mm-hmm. And then understanding that as we hope for those things, it doesn't mean bad things. Like the, 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 the idea that as Christ followers, that Jesus will take away all of our problems is not biblical. No. We would like it to be, but it just is not biblical. But that in our, all of our problems, Jesus is with us and that we can hope for in eternity that all of those things will be gone, washed mm-hmm. away. That's where our hope is. But that's hard because it's not right now. Yes. You know, and uh, I loved um, just some of this working through, you know, where our hope comes from um, and how we look for hope. And I mean, the greatest hope is going to be I would say next week about the greatest hope is, you know, at Easter, Mm -hmm. the hope that one day, even with my wrestling, even with my struggles, even with walking this life, my hope is that in eternity, I will spend eternity with Jesus at the same time that he is with me here and now. Mm, So my struggles are different because I'm not alone. Um, That is like, to me, the biggest the biggest piece and that Jesus he saved me from my sins like there's nothing I could do nothing I could never pay mm-hmm. for the punishment of my own sins um, so the the beautiful hope that comes from Easter um, 
it's just it's just so powerful and and what I what I loved about sort of working through this is that it's not even just that I'll have enough hope mm-hmm. but that I actually can have more hope like I hope I can get through this is like yeah. that I just have enough but the notion that we can actually overflow with hope mm. kind of blows my mind and I got really excited um, in Romans uh, Romans chapter 15 mm-hmm. right at the very end um, I won't read the whole section again but it just says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope. Well, how? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so this picture of this cup with water just pouring everywhere and like yeah. it's it's like spilling off the table. It's all over the floor. It's like... Yep. It's just like this. this We've all had that big mess. Something, yeah. <laughs> but the but the good kind of mess. <laughs> it's like there's so much hope possible through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, how can I get focused on that? Yeah. How can I shift um, my focus on that? And and really, our full potential with Christ is an overflowing amount of power mm-hmm. through the Holy Spirit to to be more hopeful, to be more loving than naturally we are to be more compassionate than we could be without Jesus. Like there are lots of compassionate people who don't know Jesus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lots of caring and loving and dear people who don't know Jesus. Absolutely. But the power that we have because of Jesus that overflows in us Mm -hmm. to have hope, to be filled with joy and peace because of the Holy spirit in us. um, there is no more beautiful thing, I think, as a witness to the mm-hmm. world around us. That's what sets us apart. Yeah. It's the overflowing. The, yeah. You, when it erupts from us. Yeah. Because you can't help but see that, I was going to say that mess, but that, that overflow. Like, you yes. can't, like in my head, an overflowing cup of water is like a kid who's pouring it everywhere. And I'm like, oh, my word, it's a mess. It's, it's a stop, mess. Stop, stop. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but in this picture, it's like having to let it just pour and flow and fall over the ground. Like, as I see it, I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, and that hope only comes from Jesus. That hope only, um, like I can't muster it up. Mm-mm. I can't like work really hard. Um, and most of our culture and most of our life says like just work harder and you'll get this thing. Yes. Like just muster up enough hope or muster up enough courage. or Yep. Right? And I can't. Which what takes it out of this earthly, physical place and makes it eternal, makes mm-hmm. it from God, um, which then allows me to acknowledge and give God the honor and glory for it. It's not from me, right? This right. little bit more hope that I have, is it, it can't be mine because I can't do that without Jesus in me. Yeah. And then the honor and the glory that God has given um, and the world around us can see that to me, is just such a powerful witness of God working in us. Mm-hmm. Um, not to perfection, certainly. We're still human, and we're doing all the things we're doing. Um, but yeah, uh, there's just there's something beautiful about that picture of the overflow of the water. Yeah. Overflow of hope. Yeah. Um, but that's when I'm focused on having hope in the right place. Yes. You know, Um and remembering that, you know, coming out of Job too, I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm hearing a lot of Job yes. um, pieces back in my mind. We're, we're just, we're hoping for this circumstance to change as if that would have made everything better. Yeah. 
you know, so say all of those, if you've been tracking with us through the Job mm -hmm. series of all of those horrible things, you know, Job loses his family, he loses his crops, he loses his livestock, his he health. loses exactly yeah. his health. If one of those things, if he got his health back, did that change everything for him? No, there no. was still all of those <laughs> other things, right? Yeah. And so for us to be hopeful, not just in one physical change or two physical changes, you know, be hopeful in the power of Jesus being seen by other people mm -hmm. or, or being understood by ourselves. Like some days I just, I'm like, I, I wish or I hope that one day I understand the power I have in Jesus because I just sometimes feel like I'm not using not your potential. Using. Yeah. Yeah. The potential we have because Jesus lives in us is like extreme. And yeah. we just, we box it into this humanity. <laughs> I mean, I do, you know, like I'm just, I can't do yes. it, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I'm just thinking about that picture. I'm seeing the water pour out and I'm thinking about this overflow. So do we try and keep it from overflowing is what you're saying? We're trying to, you know, stop <laughs> it and we should let it, let it bubble over. Yeah, we should. I think sometimes we're afraid of what it might look like if it bubbles over. Yeah. Cause then we can't hold on to it. It's everywhere. It's like, yeah. you can't scoop it up fast enough. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's freedom in that, but but it makes me nervous. Yeah. Is that weird? No. Um, and I think that just takes time and spiritual maturity, and mm -hmm. I've got lots to learn yet. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Don't About the hope of the Lord. And yeah, it's just a really beautiful way to think about um, Jesus and what he's pouring over us mm -hmm. in terms of hope and love and grace. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited for Holy Week. Good. And these, just the thoughts about hope. Awesome. Thank mm -hmm. you. Um, any closing thoughts as we, yeah, as we my, finish out? Yeah, I shared that the first hymn I learned how to play on the piano was called My Hope is Built. Ah. And uh, it's so simple and so hard at the same time. It says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood, him dying for us and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame or just these earthly things, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Mm. And uh, my prayer for us and for our listeners is just that we can just grasp a little bit more of that, <laughs> grasp a yeah. little bit more of that understanding, um, and that we can focus our hope on not temporal, earthly mm -hmm. things, but um, a hope in eternal, eternity, yeah. hope in Jesus. Yeah. And just a new way this season. Thank you very much. Thank you, Renee. That was awesome. Um, we are, for our Easter services, I just thought I'd mention them. Mm -hmm. um, Good Friday, we have a 10 a.m. service that's yep. both in-person and live-streamed. Mm -hmm. And then Sunday morning, we have three different services. Mm -hmm. So we've got a 6.30 a.m. sunrise service, which yeah. is beautiful outdoor with a campfire mm -hmm. and singing and testimonies. And yeah, um, yeah it is a really nice, uh, really great time. And then we have 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. services on Easter Sunday, and those are identical services. The 8 a.m. one will be live streamed, and so you can watch that anytime after 8 a.m. It's always there for you, or attend one of our in-person services. Um, yeah, so we thank you for tuning in today, and um, we hope to see you or hear from you on Easter weekend, and uh, we'll connect with you again next week. You bet. Have a good week.